Welcome back to another episode of The Bromar Show. It is your boy Bromar back at it again. Go ahead and follow and share the podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, or whatever platform you're listening to. I do prefer to go ahead and share it on Spotify right now, just so we can unlock the ambassador program. We have, I believe, 93 more listeners to go on Spotify. And go ahead and follow The Bromar Show on social media, TikTok and Instagram, which is at The Bromar Show. And also follow the art page at Slushy Art on Instagram. And we are going to continue on with the Britney Venti versus Just Pearly Things episode. Now, before we get into that, I want to make an announcement. And this is going to be happening this weekend of Memorial Day. Your boy is going to the Indy 500 again. Last year, it was pretty lit. And it was a blast. Now, I should have ordered tickets for Carb Day because, funny enough, I had the day off. But it's okay. We're going to the race anyway. (laughs) The Snake Pit is a lot of fun. I actually enjoyed the Snake Pit. But we're going to go again. I'm going to post pictures of it on my Instagram page at The Bromar Show and probably my personal page too if you follow it by any chance and yeah i just wanted to announce that your boy's going to the race again and it's going to be a fun time for sure now let's get back to what we are going to talk about which is britney venti versus just pearly things now at the time that i was watching and producing the live stream i actually recorded this episode in two separate timelines because there was just a lot of new information coming out britney venti was disclosing a lot of new information and more receipts and don't really want to go more into detail about this because basically the entire season is going to be about that if we keep talking about it but i'll try my best to every now and then talk about the space that just pearly things is involved the manosphere space because i do acknowledge that yes i believe that part of the manosphere is trying to help men out but then part of it is well, radicalizing men, almost like damn near a cult. And it was supposed to be like the anti-feminist movement. But if you think about it, it's kind of the same thing. You know, modern feminism. <laughs> you know, the blue-haired, angry feminists. It's kind of like they go hand in hand. Damn near similar. But we're going to take a look at Brittany Venti's live stream from April 10th. And this first part of the live stream, what we're looking at is... Pearl's friend coming out talking about how what she's doing is not necessarily something that she believes in. So let's go ahead. 559 something. Let's go to this first video with her friend calling her out. Taylor individual struggled with her weight and instead of doing something about it, she blamed it on me. Hi, she's talking about me. (laughs) So Hannah and I were friends from 2002 pre-K until last year when I stopped being friends with her. I'll show you pics. So that was 2005, and this was in 2016 when we lived together. So in the beginning of her video, she's talking about our last conversation we had a year ago in March, where I confronted her about talking about women's bodies and their weight and all that cuckoo bird shit she talks about. And I was like, are you okay? Are you okay? And no, she... And Pearl, um... The context of this is basically, like, this girl 
um, was friends with her, not just like friend friends with her, like you saw in the photos, guys, but like apparently for 20 years. So he defended at all. So I was like, okay, mm. we're, we're done. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm not sorry. Just kidding. And sorry. I still get videos of hers sent to me from people in high school I haven't talked to in forever being like, is this your friend? Do you, do you defend that? Yeah. And I have to be like, no, cut her off a year ago. Um, and she even came to know my friend group here in Michigan when I was still in college and even tried to date two of them. Didn't work out. Interesting. So oh, I, I, wait, I didn't even hear that part the first watch through. Did she just say that Pearl tried to nab her men? Yes. Michigan when I was still in college. Um, and she even came to know my friend group here in Michigan when I was still in college and even tried to date two of them. Didn't work out. <laughs> so. Yeah. That's uh, funny. Nothing new in Pearl's dating history, <laughs> as we saw in the Pearl video. They'll send stuff to me, and I, I watch it because I, I just want to see what bullshit she has to say next. And I have a theory about this. Not that it's literally any excuse that she's doing this, because what she is doing, I can't even put into words how disgusting it is. But I've known her since 2002. I do not think she thinks that way. If she does, fuck her all over again. I don't care. But I don't think she does. I think she does it to rev people up and to get more views and to get more money. Yeah, that's so true. So it's not just uh, me just being jealous, guys. Clearly, <laughs> someone who has known her for 20 years is also saying, yeah, she's a grifter, guys. So all that to say, I'm curious to see once she does find a husband and find a man, is she gonna keep this act up? Cause is she, is she gonna find somebody that shares these exact views with her? Or is she gonna meet someone and be like, okay, I don't actually think this way. Anyway, off top. That last part of her video, she says, and now a year later, this girl is trying to get pregnant and she can't and weight affects fertility. I didn't know I was trying to get pregnant. I'm not. Huh. Now, when I last talked to her a year ago, that- So she's saying Pearl said that she's trying to get pregnant and it was false information. So that's why she's responding with this TikTok video. Mm. Was my plan to get pregnant this year with my husband. So I don't know if she has seen my page from like her siblings accounts, cause I don't follow her on anything and I'm private, but I still follow her siblings and sees that I'm not pregnant yet. So she's assuming that I'm too fat to get pregnant. And like, how rude, because we really supported each other, like going through a weight loss journey together. Yeah, that is really rude. Imagine, you know, someone for 20 years and then they're just like, haha, they were fat, so they couldn't get pregnant. See, you see whales, you mad whales. <laughs> like, that's actually pretty mean. Yeah, I, that is I true. I can't even understand to. So, yeah, that's the whole sad thing about this is a 20 year friendship. And. You didn't see the photos here, but just look up Emily K on TikTok where she addresses that. And, you know, they had photos of them in 2005 when they were little. They were kids. And then when they were in college. And she'll actually show more. But she has receipts of the friendship she had with Pearl. And, I mean, it really is kind of sad, too, because they just look so happy that they did everything together. And then, you know, Pearl started grifting towards men and it's funny because the chat's like yeah i don't trust people that just broke up with anything of course mr banana slice acting like an incel here get him out of here it's it's a lot worse than a relationship breakup in my opinion that's true uh, yeah i've also seen some clips of her youtube channel and she literally lies she makes up stories or does not tell the truth about her family 
So all this to say, she was lying about that whole story to get you revved up about her stupid ass point that she was trying to make. So don't believe her. She's lying. So if she's lying about one thing, why would she not lie about a, a lot of other things? And girls, if you find a good man, he will not leave you if you gain. Yeah, right. I like so, how she just cut off the point. It's like, I, I don't care. play the next one because I thought it just ended there. That was the last I had heard about it when I was in production with the Pearl Crabs video. And come to my surprise today, there actually were more TikToks after that that revealed some interesting things. So let's skip ahead. It's almost like what I'm saying is being minimized because simps are butthurt. Pearl simps are mad. True. Like, it, true. Why can't you just be a reasonable person and see the facts as they come? Oh, yeah, I see that. Hmm, I don't <laughs> agree with that. I don't like that aspect of Pearl. You're right here and here. Why does it have to be like this cult mentality of like, let me show you guys something. Let me see if I still have it. Before that, uh, reptilian research redux here said, you can't even make out with people anymore. You get H. pylori from saliva of an infected person. What the fuck does that even mean? I have to look it up, but I'm too lazy to do that. But I can tell you from that comment, this guy definitely does not get any action either. Because it's actually... Some people are about this are ridiculous, and they're not even necessarily my subscribers. They're people that are coming from Pearl side that are acting very cult-like. Not all of them, but some of them act very cult-like, and they're coming to me saying things that are I, I I can't believe they would say that publicly just on the off chance that someone could find out it's them because it's really embarrassing. Okay, I'm looking for it. Here it is. Okay, here's just one example. So she's gonna okay, read there it now. Are more. I didn't save them, but I'm sure they're still there. Um, if YouTube didn't automatically delete it, because they do that in comments sometimes. People think it's me deleting it, and yeah, YouTube deletes comments. Anyway. Judas Lee's. So this person is like, says, I see nothing wrong with what she said, save for cheating. I do not care if she's pandering to men. There is 99% entertainment from the other <sighs> side. Okay, let's stop that right there. Because I'm going to use, again, my favorite figure public figure tom Likas, because if we're talking about how there's nothing wrong with what's being said and not caring if she's pandering to men and that there's 99 percent entertainment for the other side i don't know what you're smoking on my guy because i can tell you something from all the clips that i've seen from pearl from other content creators talking about it she doesn't seem that very entertaining like it's not entertaining you want to talk about entertaining Tom Likas. Now that man, riled up woman on the phones. That man had passion, conviction, and same thing with Patrice O'Neill. Dude was entertaining, dude was funny, a comedian, and he delivered his message with conviction. The whole point is, is that you can just tell. Like, I can just tell that Pearly Things does not have conviction. Come on, Judas. Quit lying about that. You know what? Maybe it is a good thing you called yourself Judas because that is exactly what you're acting like. To the point where it's like a cult. There's in-group in language that only they know the meaning of. Mm -hmm. They will defend her no matter what. She can do no wrong. Even if you catch her red-handed, they literally just say they don't care if she's pandering to them and that it's all fake because she says the things that they like. That's what's crazy to me. Don't. Why do people not care about the integrity and character of the person saying these 
social things because it mm-hmm. it's very relevant to what they're saying if they're speaking on dating if they're speaking on social aspects how they actually are as a person how they operate and how successful they are in that regard specifically is very relevant so i don't understand like actually i don't care if she's grifting i don't care <laughs> that's what's wild to me so it's like there actually like is no winning sin. at that yeah. point that's very radical it is all right i think we're going into the next clip here and there's no sound of course wait why can't i hear this thing is so buggy tiktok's website version well and it's so sad because we had such a fun little friendship i can tell we lived together for an entire summer oh yeah look happy too look at that little hannah banana oh actually hold on pearly in that picture she was caked up honestly i probably would have smashed back then in 2016 yeah hella kicked up actually she she ain't bad looking at that picture but now it's like she just i want to say she let herself go but she just stopped taking care of herself (laughs) we would go camp in the middle of nowhere and like look how kind she was before i look so good here i do not look like that anymore we would rollerblade to the bars and then put our rollerblades in a bush and get them when we were done and roll okay so there was a theory about about this in the comments i'm kind of curious if anyone here catches on to it or not i know what it is or blade back home completely She's drunk. lesbian or was lesbian at some and point and i got married in october <laughs> Talk about of pearl. 20 rare photo pearl with makeup on see she she can look she can look decent like she would actually get she would get what she wants if she actually put in the effort i'm sure nobody feels like putting on full face of makeup every day even i don't do that for stream but you know some elements of this 2021 and stopped being friends with her march 2022 so she's in last year someone in chat guessed it yeah lesbian a lot of people in the comments were saying that they think that pearl's a lesbian and that's why she turned on the friend it's just a theory but she does display like a few kind of lesbian traits yeah i did the see that version too. of the tomboy with no self-care or hardly any and um i don't know just the way the way that she comes off the fact that she actually has that much trouble dating despite being famous things like that there's a few factors she's being Not picky but she's at the end so Pearl can is. just you know crap her right out so yeah so that's one uh and uh pearl have been friends for 20 years and good friends she went to her wedding okay and she's going we'll skip that part this is an interview that that girl did that i thought was interesting and gives a little bit of insight to what i was saying this gives a lot of insight actually like this is probably she believes that she believes what she's selling at this point at i don't know i mean it's been a year and i'm telling you i have never heard one opinion like what she states now ever in my life in the 20 how is that possible not one opinion but this came from a genuine place her suddenly being this the defender of men basically being like a male feminist in the sense that she just twists everything to um even if it's in detriment to herself like she will say it in order to appease men so how is it that that's genuine and that she just thought of doing that when someone who's friends with her for 22 years or 20 years, whatever it was, 
is telling you that she's never heard her talk about this at all. It just came out of nowhere. It matches up to in my video where she was in one month of uh, July 2021, I believe it was, mm -hmm. on her YouTube saying that, oh, yeah, Fresh and Fit, they would never get virgins because virgins don't want men who just sleep around. And then a month later, she's regurgitating Manosphere talking points and having the complete opposite takes. How does someone's morality 180 in one month that doesn't make sense it's a business That's not model a genuine change of heart and it checks out to what this girl was saying i know it's a lot of he said she said but it does check out to my research so i do think that this is at least somewhat of a reliable source is somebody who's been friends with her for over two decades oh the sound went away she doesn't believe the manosphere never points she regurgitates i don't think she does she just says it because she thinks that it's going to benefit her, whether it's financially or with trying to find a husband. Let's it's been a year and I'm telling you, I like what she states now ever in my life. In the 22 years I've known her, I've never heard her to mm. say this stuff. She was always so invested in like being a wife and uh, what, mm. what it takes to be in a relationship. And she was always trying to figure, and it, it's honestly like sad because she was always trying to figure out what could she do to get a husband? You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like she was constant, like, Ooh, like she was looking for somebody like that. And I was trying to help her. And she just, I always told her I did. So before Brittany gets into this and you're going to see later, like why it's a big issue because now it starts to make sense. It seems like Pearly was just so into statistics, so invested in statistics and obviously was so obsessed with being a wife, getting married. I believe she even states that she comes from a from a traditional household or like a you know pretty conservative household. And the thing is, I'm pretty sure a lot of conservative households would not agree with that idea of cheating on your partner. And look, even me as a guy who likes to go around, likes you know partaking in some casual encounters. I also know that there are women who will not tolerate any of that. So if I were to do that stuff, like they would want nothing to do with me. So for a gal that's just so obsessed with statistics about dating and marriage, it seems like um, she doesn't know how to use them properly. And this is why Brittany Venti is doing is doing this coverage on it. Like she's already done like two live streams about it because it's getting out of hand. And the fact that, again, Pearl, who happens to be so in love with statistics is not using them right. So I think we have our answer here for why Pearl says the things she does. Mm -hmm. She's very desperate. I always told her that she did too much research. She was always online, like looking up relationship facts and stuff like that. And, mm -hmm. and she would be up late, like doing it. Mm -hmm. and, I'm like, and so that reflects back to her not really having any perspective in how relationships actually work as somebody who was never really in a serious long-term relationship based on my research and based on what she says in podcasts and uh, piecing things together myself as well. Yeah, I also don't have that and many experiences that with that either. that really compounds to this point that Destiny made when he was on her show. But even I am aware of like, hey, I don't think you're not supposed to do that or this and that, but Pearl is just that inexperienced in regards to the relationships that she is willing to tolerate cheating. I mean, I know for a fact that cheating is not okay. So I know that it's not right and it shouldn't be tolerated. 
Cheating never ends well. I even covered it so many times too. I think I think splitting up, and, and splitting up, thing. splitting up duties in the household is like one of the most important parts of like a relationship because okay. it's where you're spending most of the time together. This is why I say people get triggered when I say I don't think you're even dating until you live together. Because no, that's facts. I agree. So I talked about it before about how really casual I am in regards to dating because I even said, look, I have no plans of getting married. Heck, I still. Don't know if I would want to move in with my partner if we were long-term. But I would still consider long-term. I would go to their parents' dinners or any of their birthday parties. Or I'll invite her over to some of the family dinners, okay? If we were serious. But moving in, like, I don't know if I could do it. Because that's a whole new different level of seriousness. Because at that point, like, you're both exposing yourselves to, like, a whole different level. Y'all exposing each other to some habits in which some you may find annoying and some that your partner may find annoying. And then, you know, when you get into arguments, like to pull those cards and it's like, well, you're the person that likes to do this as a habit or something. And then, you know, next thing you know, you're getting triggered and all this. So yeah, moving in together, I would say you're not really in a committed or really dating seriously until y'all both move in together. Because at that point, y'all exposing each other to a new different level of vulnerability that it really is hard to explain here. Like you would only understand it if y'all both experience it. Like if you experience it, if you feel it, it's hard to really explain. But let's continue because that actually, I would 100% agree with that. You live together. You don't really know who the other person's like. And once you start living together and you see what the household duties are like, then you get a feel for what the relationship is. I, mean, mm -hmm. I, just, I just think that, like, I don't know. I feel like that stuff can be worked out. Chores? Like, wait, hold on. Wait, things, do you understand? Your, wait, wait, hold on. Wait. Things, You're not saying anything. Are you so she just doesn't understand how big of a deal that is because she's never had to deal with it. She's yeah. never had to live with a boyfriend long term. She had the Wanya guy, I believe. And also, this is how I'm aware of this, too, because... I still have both of my parents living in the same household and they've been together. Even after the stepping out that happened with my dad, they still managed to work it out. They're still healthy. At least it's a healthy relationship now. But just from a young age, having both parents in the household, and that's actually one thing I will agree with uh, Manosphere on, is it is very important to have both parents in the household because I would say as an individual, you're a lot more grounded and your views about relationships aren't 100% skewed or twisted. So that's how I became aware of stuff like that at a young age, just watching my parents interact. And hey, you know, my mom's like, hey, why don't you put the toilet seat down every time you go to the restroom? Or hey, put the toilet seat up and stop peeing all over the toilet seat. You know, that type of thing. Or my dad's like, hey, why do you tell me that? Um there's something wrong with the truck or something like that, or there's something wrong with the car. Like, st simple stuff like that that I've been exposed to. It's like, okay, so it looks like, yeah, both... It was a whole different level of vulnerability, so... ...house for a month based on all the puzzle pieces that I put together in the video, but this was at her parents' place, 10-bedroom mansion, and he had his own room. Mm -hmm. So she doesn't actually understand the real-world consequences of living with another person and what yeah and me it was just in a suburban house like a just house in the suburbs or out in the outskirts of the city 
the east side. So 100% is totally different lifestyle. That entails and how difficult it can be, especially when it's someone you're in a relationship with. Like, let's just naturally look for a man. Like, mm -hmm. you don't need... She Pearl, stop being autistic. <laughs> let's just naturally look for a man. You don't have to look up the statistics that are 20 years old Oof. on men. Oof. We can just find you a man. So another thing I actually do want to discuss, and I'm glad Brittany actually said that word, autistic. And I'm not a professional on this, okay? Not a professional on diagnosing these types of situations. But I do want to assume... That maybe Pearl is a little bit autistic. Just a little bit. And I've seen on it. What's it called? On social media. About how autism is different from men and women. I think with women it's a little bit harder to detect. Because personally speaking. It's from the stigma that women can't be autistic apparently. That's the stigma. Obviously there's stats that say that women can be autistic. But it's really hard to detect that because of uh, the perception of like, oh, there's no way women can be autistic. Like, even if they're autistic, she still have guys all over her, which it's not really indicative of like whether she has autism or not. But I would say that it seems to me she has uh, just a tiny little bit of that, especially if she's struggling to find a guy and is very desperate about it. So, yeah, that is one thing I did want to address and I'm glad Brittany brought it up and just called her autistic because I do believe Pearly might be slightly autistic. She's so much she's so obsessed with data. 20 year old data. <laughs> yeah. She she probably wants to be able to, and, and I don't know, but it seems like just hearing me. that she wanted to be able to control, you know, the, mm -hmm. her chances like a purple or, cushion. Or, you know, I don't know if she tried dating sites, if she's tried all of this. What I do find interesting is she has a million subscribers Ooh, this is a good plus one. on YouTube. She has 300-something thousand on TikTok. And a lot of those are men, but I find it very interesting. Has and, 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 and this would be... What's crazy to me is that after all that research, her mm -hmm. conclusion was to just let men cheat on her. Yeah, so that is crazy. But another thing I want to talk about from that clip is... And I think women, like, do this a lot. Well... Let's not just make it exclusive to women, but men too, which is why both genders want to kind of be talking to as many people as they can, is that way they can control the outcome, you know? They want to have some control in regards to their dating life because... But then another thing too that has been addressed here is that, you know, Pearly has a lot of followers, and I probably talked about this too with other famous figures like Riley Reed and Lana Rhodes. It's really interesting. All these women have a huge fan base and yet they find themselves single. And two things. A, she's being picky. Or B, she's lying. <laughs> she's lying about her relationship status. Because, I mean, who doesn't want to smash Riley Reed? Well, maybe some people with standards wouldn't. But, I mean, that's by their own standards. But, hey, I wouldn't mind Riley Reed. I mean, my philosophy is, A, as long as the body count matches the sex, it's all good. Uh, so, hey, from all the experience on camera that Riley Reed has shown, I better receive that same experience. <laughs> oh, man, that's funny. But and I think the same thing could be said about Pearl. Like, either A, she's lying about her being single, or B, she's just being very picky because 
the amount of simps that this gal has, like it's outstanding. So she could just pick any of them and I guess maybe she's trying to pick better, but you know, most of those guys, I doubt they'll cheat on her because they're obviously looking for answers to get a girlfriend. They're that desperate for having a girl, but let's continue. Say I will take anything. Like that was your conclusion after the hours of like Googling how to find a husband. <laughs> That's you funny. can definitely do some research on it. There's actually books for that, but to have that as a conclusion after all that hard work, that's just sad. More of a question for her, but in just a statement. But girl, how come you're not dating any one of them? I would assume that any one of them, as much as you've been spilling the tea on how to be a wife and giving it up and all of this stuff, that one of them would say, you know what, Pearl, that's the one. I'm surprised. Yeah, and it is strange considering that you're famous and then you still can't, like, e famous, but like famous enough. She has a mm -hmm. large pool of people who know her that are male and single. For her to have such a bad time with dating for so long. Like everyone at some point, I'm sure you're in your adulthood and you're single. For most people, at least. But in her case, at 26, it's just been her entire history is horrible. Yeah, that is fact. And she doesn't have much distance from it either in terms of time or how long ago it was. Or like a new relationship to to for her to compare and contrast to either. Just no qualifications on her end at all. All right, so we're going to skip ahead now to this part. Sarah Garvey is a YouTuber. Um, mm -hmm. This is uh, important here. He Brittany Venti is going to talk about Sarah Garvey here, which he's the guy that allegedly said that they were going to underpay him if he were to work with Pearl. And also alleges that the staff working for Pearl are being underpaid. And what's interesting about this is that most of her staff, Pearl staff, is black. Wouldn't consider it African-American because, you know, she's in London. I'm not sure what would be a, a proper name. Obviously not that word, okay? Just, Jesus. The chat's just being stupid sometimes. <laughs> But anyway, the whole point is, is that this is where things started to break off for Pearl a little bit. Because now, other commentators have been talking about how she's exploiting black people for this. So, let's go ahead and actually jump to the clip. reminds me of, like, black Israelites. Like, that's the best way I could kind of describe him. I don't know what the word is. Like, a black... Uh, just think of Dr. Umar Johnson. That's... The best way to describe this guy just gives off the Dr. Umar Johnson vibe. Nationalist? I don't know. But he is uh, very much for, like, the black community. You can see he has the, uh, like, more so than, like, just a standard person would be for their own ethnicity. Yeah. You see he has the African necklace. Okay, he's a fellow brother, okay? <laughs> and uh, he had a problem with Pearl. He used to work with her. And basically, she wanted him to work for seven hours a day, mm -hmm. five days a week, I believe it was, he said in this video. And she was like, okay, well, let's try to talk business. Let's hear him say it with his own words. And she said she does percentages. So I said, okay, cool. Well, what's the percentage? 
She so keep in mind, seven hours a day, mm -hmm. he has to report in to a desk. That's basically a full-time job. Usually full-time jobs give benefits, okay? So just keep that in mind. She said, Sarah, you're the high end, so you will get 70-30. So I said, fine, okay, let me listen. 70% goes to me and 30% goes to you. Now she looked at me and she said, no. 70% goes to me, Pearl, and 30% goes to me, Sarah Garvey. And that's when I started scratching my head. And I said, hang on a minute. So are you telling me that's a high-end contract for you? And she said, yes. And I said, so are you saying that Just uh, Purdy Things Network has other people on low-end contracts? She said, yes. I said, King Riches and Auntie. So... She currently has people lower than that, lower than 30%. And people don't realize how bad it is just to hear the numbers 70, 30, where the other person's getting 70% of your proceeds for you going into their studio um, with your brand, your content. But also keep in mind, guys, when you work with agents, when you work with uh, managers, the most that they will take from you is 20 to 30%. 20% being like a managing fee and then usually there's like an extra 10% they, if you want them to be your agent or vice versa. So it's usually 20 to 30%, okay? We're gonna skip all the way to the hour and 10 minute mark of this live stream because we're gonna go over again the consequences of cheating. And apparently you still can get uh, some consequences even by using a condom. Even though we advocate for wearing a condom, you still have to be careful because it doesn't 100% protect you from other um, infections. Anyway, in regards to cheating thing, I already talked about in the Pearl video, it does not eliminate the mm -hmm. consequences of cheating just because society says it's not as bad. You still have risk, you still run the risk of STDs. When you don't, when you wear a condom, you're still running the risk of STDs that you don't mm -hmm. want. A lot of the worst ones that people don't want are the ones you get with a condom still. And you risk them, you run the risk of getting another woman pregnant, having to support them. Yeah. And uh, you betrayed your partner's trust. You, you're not a man of your word. It's not very masculine. You violated the trust between you and your partner. So there's still consequences. I don't know why we're going around pretending there aren't just if, just because you're a man. True. So uh, now we're going to skip to the an hour and 12 mark because they're going to talk about a very important figure in this space in which I'll actually tell you a little bit more details about this. So let's go ahead and skip ahead. Where she talks about... Uh, Rola Tomasi, right. mm -hmm. and I just that and, guy. Like, okay, we make sense. Hold on, does that mean you shouldn't be on YouTube then? Because you're chemically different. Your opinions could be bullshit. Because it could be. Yeah. Should I be banned off of YouTube? What, is that, what does that have to do with voting? It's like a false equivalency. Okay. So to me, it's like okay. I feel like if shit goes south, who's going to war? Okay. You know, yeah. I'm, I'm gonna start, let, me, yeah. let me let me let me start I'm from the beginning. Let me start. <laughs> actually, I wanna I wanna start from Mate, how you I don't want to be jumping on this <laughs> fucking train. Somebody said Tomasi's a joke. This guy actually um. He does have a degree in the stuff he talks about, apparently. Is it clinical psychology? It was like a form of psychology. It's, called, it's got to do with social dynamics and psychology. That's all I remember. And I'll talk about him more here. And this is a very important figure in regards to the space. I want to start with how I got this opinion. Okay. okay. I cool. want to start. Let me, let me, okay. Because <laughs> I, I heard from a guy named Rolo Tomasi. Jesus, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. He's, He's a pickup artist. Isn't he? No. So, think about Rolo Tomasi. He, people started calling him the godfather of the manosphere just because of some of the 
facts that he has presented, and I believe he's an author too. So he wrote a bunch of books in regards to social dynamics and I would say probably into dating, but mostly in regards to social dynamics. He talks about mating strategies. He talks about, what's the other one? Mate guarding, just a few of the terms he has disclosed in his books, which by the way, I will disclose too. I read two of his books just because I was curious. So like, all right, let's see what this guy has to say, which I did find some important information there. I would say before you even get into any of this, I mean, you have to be a little bit smart in regards to um, like you can't. And he talked about this, too. It's not necessarily like a rule book or like the end all be all, but it's more of like a tool you can use. It's like a reference book. So in case you're wondering why stuff happens like this or why this happens, it is something to guide you in the right direction. So two of the books I read, one is called The Rational Male, um, just to see what it was about, which the too long during read apparently is women just want you to get it. That's it. And then the other one, which is the player's handbook, and which this is where now I remember where I um I talked about the David Bowie thing. And essentially David Bowie had the character named Ziggy Stardust. That was the character. And became so invested in that character, David Bowie himself started to sort of lose I wanna say lose himself in the process, but becoming that character. And at some point he had to give it a break because that was consuming him. But I, I just think it's interesting how he brought that up is sometimes uh, this kind of explains to the Andrew Tate situation too. Andrew Tate, I would say, became absorbed by his own character and his beliefs. And I think maybe pearly things may be going that same direction. Like, it's really funny. Like, it did have something to do with, you know, the player's handbook. But then it's like, you know, this is actually really interesting because now... You kind of see it. Now that I think about it, you see it. Pearly thinks maybe at first she didn't believe her own words, but maybe she, at some point, if she continues to do this, she's going to be consumed by the Pearl character that she just posts online. And with Andrew Tate, uh, which we'll talk about that in the future because I kind of started to see, I'm not sure if he is doing a 180 or if he's just doing for shits and giggles, but... Something is just off about Andrew Tate right now. And I was intrigued that Rolo Tomasi brought that up because now it gives you more insight into the Manosphere space. It's like now all these, you know, people jumping into the Manosphere, it's like they are consumed by their own character now. So it shouldn't be the end all be all. But yeah, Rolo Tomasi is considered like the godfather of this space. This is why I brought him up and... Honestly, I would probably prefer Tom Likas and Patrice O'Neill if, you know, you want to get into the right direction and then kind of go into the books that Rolo Tomasi has written, at least two of them. Uh, I'm not sure about the rest of them. I think the rest of them is a little bit more niche if you're into religion. He actually does have one on religion. He has plenty of them, but he is an author, and I think he's actually trying to present what he has learned, what he has studied, and I think sometimes the fan base kind of takes it a little too literal, but I don't know. But let's continue with this because there's actually more stuff to talk about. No, you not? no, no, no. no. I, don't, I don't know anything about <laughs> no, that no, world. No, no. He's from the Manosphere. I don't, I don't know much about him other than the video I saw of him calling out Pearl, though, which I find interesting. She's <laughs> calling this man a genius who doesn't even like her. Yeah, Rolla Tomasi does not like her at all. And I mean, and like I said, he literally wrote on one of his books 
about David Bowie and his character Ziggy Stardust, if I'm actually stating it correctly. Obviously, he sees that a mile away. That pearl is just grifting, and if she keeps this long enough, well, A, she's going to have to get rid of the pearly thing's character, or B, she's just going to be consumed by it, because that's basically her brand, which is actually, you think about it, it's pretty fucking bland, I ain't gonna lie. But yeah, Rolo Tomasi does not like pearly things and he even made a video about it and talked about it and i think even other men have like criticized him for talking about it and it's like i mean uh, at this point these men are just simping <laughs> once again goes to show you her uh standards of accepting men treating her like shit i don't know if he has uh good points about pearl or not i didn't really get into it. I, I saw the one video where he mentions her throws her under the bus and then talks about britney rayner and um I just know that he doesn't like her, okay? You can even see in the search results here that um, his fans got on his case about speaking out um, in regard to like him saying that he doesn't like her in one way or another. You can just see them the search results. And there was a video that he made as well. I don't know which one it was, though. It was like a few minutes video. It like popped up before. But yeah. So I... I She's, like, calling him a genius, and he calls her, like, basically a grifter. So, she will just accept any treatment, it mm -hmm. seems. The manosphere is meant to be graduated from, not steeped in. So. That's, I, I can see that. That's actually, yeah. No, no, I can see it, too. But um, what's really interesting is because this is actually playing the live chat, too. Um. The same person that said this actually was in one of the pearly videos where they had to do give her a makeover. So it's really interesting that she's in here jumping into <laughs> Brittany Venti's chat. Oh, just playing both sides. That's funny. But that's really interesting too. Because like I stated, that place does offer some information to help men out. But then because there's also money to be made in this space, some people go into it with not the purest of intentions or with no genuine interest of helping men out. They just want the money and, you know, GTFO. And I would say Pearly Things is doing that. She's just in it for the money. If she keeps doing this long enough. Again, she could be becoming her own personality. In fact, I think maybe we just seen it because even uh, her friend confronted her about it. And Pearly Things is, yeah, I believe it in all this mess. So I would say she's already consumed by her own character. I can see that. But clearly there's a lot of bad things. Mm -hmm. in it yeah, too. that is a good point. Now we're going to skip to an hour and 21 minutes of the live stream because I'm going to actually present something here. This is a piece I did way back then. This is before the Bromar show became a thing. And what's funny is this article was available and Brittany goes into detail about how it took her forever to find this stat because just how irrelevant it was. Some would argue and say it's because, you know, hey, they didn't want to make the woman look bad. Maybe that's why they got rid of it. Now, I'm going to go ahead and disclose this because back then, before the Bromar show was the Bromar show, and I made the episode about the 80-20 rule, I was in a completely different state. And some would say that I damn near aligned with the Manosphere space because of some of the terminology I mentioned in that clip. Now, I'm going to only post a piece of it just because like we're kind of running 
low on time right now. And then I'm going to have Brittany present that. And then from there, I'm going to give my opinion now in regards to this. So here is part of that clip. I want to get into how the 80-20 rule, how it affects relationships. So for women, it doesn't really benefit women, to be honest, especially in the long run when they want to settle down and have kids in the future. And as I mentioned in reference before, the article, you know, where did all the good men go? This is from the How to Wear website. And you see complaint, you see this every time, all over social media, you see this everywhere, how guys are just reluctant to commit and how there's no good men out there. Pretty much with this nature of the 80-20 rule where you know they're always looking for the best partner and it's pretty much in the 20% area. The thing is, the partners in that 20% are almost certain that they do not want a committed relationship. Because see, that 20% sees that 80% and they think, oh dude, this is so much for us. Why, why should we get married when we can pretty much just pick any of them anytime we want and so for those looking for a serious relationship it causes this huge barrier that they just can't accomplish so pretty much the options are they you know pick from these partners that have no intention of you know having a committed relationship or they have to settle with you know people that are not within their standards now i'm going to go ahead and play britney venti's clip in regards to this 80 20 article when I've looked into the, when I have looked into the data, she says, it, like, first off, if I can find it, that's huh. first off. There are times where I tried to search into it and I could not find what the fuck she was talking about. Yeah. Like, I genuinely got, let me tell you guys something. Let me tell you guys something. Okay. I'm going to tell you guys how bad it is with Pearl's data. Like how bad it actually is. So you guys don't think I'm just like being a hater or something. Okay. Let's, let's go to this really quick. Um, um, I would say 30%. 30%. So it's only 15% of guys. Wow. And now think about it. Think about it. If uh, How many people said they have an ex over six foot? You did. Spooky. You did. You did. All sleeping <laughs> with the same guys. <laughs> huh? Yeah, that's, that's what I mean. Like, women are sleeping with the same guys. No, women, not, 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 not well, you personally, but oh, women okay. in general are sleeping with the same guys because 80% of women want 20% of men. 80% of women want 20% of men. Every time someone cites that, it's always from the OK Cupid study. Yeah. And think before you sleep, Sean, he went over this in his own stream. Um, he's better at explaining data than I am, but he went over explaining basically that people are really misrepresenting the data mm -hmm. because even within the uh, data itself, the women and the men that were considered like average, they're they're not quite on par. The men tend. So now, one thing that I should have mentioned on that clip from the past that I released about the 80-20 article or the 80-20 rule is the location in which this was taking place. I should have asked the question, where was this taking place? Where did they find the statistics? Was it here in the United States or was it in the UK? Like where geographically did they find these statistics? And I would have had a little bit of a less jaded approach in regards to that. And I would have educated people a little bit more in regards to that rule because Brittany is on par in regards to this. They're misrepresented that piece of data from the OKCupid statistic. And she's going to explain here why. So let's continue. Not really take care of themselves. And then the women do. And then they and then it turns out that both the genders are kind of doing the same thing in messaging the attractive people. 
And yet people will take the data and say, oh, it's actually 80% to mm -hmm. 20%. But they're misinterpreting the data. And let me tell you how bad it is, guys, with her and her sources and her statistics. In order to find this OkCupid okay study, okay, do you know what I had to do? I couldn't even find it myself. This, first off, we're, you, people are relying on this data that's deleted. It's deleted. They deleted the data, okay? Factor number one. It's not even on the internet anymore. It's deleted, okay? So I had to go and dig into the internet archives just to find this data, Okay, and I couldn't even find it myself. I had to go to ChatGPT4. That's funny. AI <laughs> that I had to pay for to find this fucking data for me. Do you understand how far I had to dig to find this? I had to dig so deep just to find this stupid study to look over to see what they're talking about. These are the women. They're actually take care of, they're taking care of themselves. And okay. then here are the guys. Not really giving a fuck about their style or appearance. I mean, mm. the second guy is okay. Maybe him. But like, like, look at the first guy. Look at the third guy. The third guy looks like he has a physiognomy of a fucking... <laughs> he looks like someone that's on a missing milk carton that abducted <laughs> a kid. I'm sorry, but he does. Oh, that's funny. So, that's actually interesting that she brought it up because every time I just hear the 80-20 rule. But then now that I think about it, it brought more insight of like, okay, guys are posting very crabby pictures. And look. Not gonna lie to you, as a guy, we're not the best at taking pictures. But then I'll say this. We know for a fact we're better looking in the pictures. <laughs> so if you already see a very ugly picture and I don't know, all of a sudden you're like, oh, let's see, let's uh, run circles around this guy's head and let's hang out. I'm gonna try run circles around him. And then she meets him in person and it's like, oh my God, this guy's actually kind of attractive. I'm not gonna lie. You know what? I'm totally down for whatever he's about to do. <laughs> But yeah, I think she does have a point is that men don't really have the best skills in taking the best photos. I mean, and look at women. They're always taking 500 plus pictures and then saying, okay, this is not good enough. Let's take another 500 more. <laughs> and they're all saved and then deleted and yeah, getting the angles right. So I, I do 100% see this thing now like why it is the way it is but that actually is a valid point like guys just suck at taking pictures most of the time first guy he looks like he's is he at a frat party just got he just got done drinking like what is that hair like this is for a dating profile what the fuck hmm. okay and so when you actually look through all of the data it's not really accurate how they're representing it again if you want someone who's more fluent in uh interpreting data because he actually has education for it because uh, he went to college and everything go to think before you sleep ask sean look at his stream about it actually okay? that's her boyfriend so, by the way why the fuck are people out here using sources like it's what even jordan peterson mentions why are people using sources that i have to go through a fucking robot an artificial intelligence just to find this shit that's insane and not only that it's from 2009 like, not only is it not within five years, right, for it to be relevant, but it's so old that not only is it deleted for God knows why, maybe they deleted it because they didn't like how it was being interpreted. Maybe the data was wrong. We don't even know how many people they study here. They don't say. So it basically invalidates the whole fucking thing. They don't even tell you how many people participated. They don't tell you any of the numbers. So the data is already invalid. It's already not reliable. 
and and then the comparison between the men and women aren't fair they're not even in attractiveness Mm. at all yeah and then it's deleted and from 2009 back when they didn't even have filters yet that that's changed your face yet or anything so that completely changes things too because men can also abuse those features so this is completely irrelevant like 100 percent irrelevant you cannot use this data there's no way for you to use this in good faith at all you have to either have never seen the study and you're just regurgitating what everyone else says or you are being you're arguing in bad faith because there's no way to use this i don't i i personally don't even know a lot about reading statistical data i know like the bare minimum and even i can see that this how unviable this is 2009 dating has completely changed since since Mm -hmm. 2009 was tinder even out then so another thing i want to talk about and this is why um even back when tinder came out dating was still different from what it is today i would say um i mean people were a little bit more down to mess around back then too but nowadays i mean they're a little more careful but i understand why because hey disease is running rampant all right and then obviously you know the whole entire safety factor you don't know whether someone's going to finesse you or not whether for a free meal or out your fucking vehicle (laughs) but yeah tinder came out in like what like 2014 or something 2015 online dating wasn't even as big of a thing and we don't know how big the pool was at all so this whole thing is just completely irrelevant but yet it's used as a talking point so often and usually to demonize women. That's usually what it's used for. Oh my God. God forbid someone wants someone fucking attractive. It's not like everybody in the fucking world wants that or yeah. something. Right, Spooky? <laughs> I think he has the zoomies. But it's like as if everyone doesn't have their preferences. Also... As you can see, as I pointed out before, like women take better care of themselves in general. Women, like if you just take general women, right? Removing makeup out of the equation. Women know how to style their hair better. They they take care of their skin better. They do things to prevent aging. Do you understand how extreme women will go? There's an entire genre on TikTok about not moving your fucking face to not get wrinkles, okay? That's Why do you think I don't move my forehead that much? So clearly (laughs) women are very aware of their appearance. They're very self-aware in terms of, except for Pearl, they're very self-aware about how they will get treated and what they can get in life based on their appearance. That's why they work so hard on it. It's not everything, but it's a factor for everyone. Okay. Women like attractive men too. Men don't put that much effort. They're not taking five. Do you need supplements I fucking take for my skin? Oh my god, I take like five or six different fucking supplements. She's going in. I have a prescription for that shit. Tretinoin. I do everything possible. I drink a lot of water. I drink the coconut water for electrolytes. I you don't understand the hoops I go through, okay, to maintain my youth. And then I'm supposed to be like, you know what? It's fine if a guy just like wipes his ass and doesn't do anything else. I guess I'll be okay with that. No, fuck you. You're you're gonna put some effort in your appearance. I have a right to get someone that I am personally attracted to. I have the right to expect that. Okay, doesn't mean I'll get it, but it means I have the right to expect it. I put mm, a lot of effort into okay. myself. I think it's fair for me to want someone that I'm attracted to physically. Okay, so men, 
don't really take care of themselves physically as much as women do. The only exceptions are maybe like the ones who spend like an hour a day to get a lot of muscles at the gym, but not every guy does that. That's only yeah. some men. Now this is kind of like a understanding perspective of why some gals feel that way, that they, you know, are entitled to an attractive guy. And I mean, now that I think about it, that they're putting the effort into taking care of themselves, etc. Like, and it can be exhausting. I even just recently started doing it too. I mean, one example, going to the gym. I remember I went to the gym on Friday, last Friday, and then I had to work the next day. My legs were sore. Like, I just couldn't move, and I couldn't move faster. Like, I just sucked at working that day just because I was just so sore from going to the gym. But I definitely felt good, though, because I'm like, you know what? I felt like there was some progress made, and I had to keep uh, more with progress and et cetera. And then along with that, got my hair cut because, I mean, it was getting a little long. At least I wanted something a little better so that way I can maintain my hair a little easier. So it is a lot of hard work to stay attractive. But there is a point that you get treated differently when you look attractive. For sure. <laughs> for sure. But let's see what else she has to say. Most women know how to do a face of makeup. Most women know what hairstyle looks good on them. Most women are taking at least two different things to prevent aging you know putting on sunscreen um no i really should do like a day in my life video on the saturday supermodel channel so you guys understand how much work it is like you i i think there actually is a little bit of um just not uh, just not knowing just not knowing how much effort goes into appearance mm. especially for me like do you understand how high maintenance this hair is it's so temperamental it does what it wants versus like pearl's hair she takes like she could take like 20 minutes to do it and it'll look great. And meanwhile, she still does nothing with it. Meanwhile, me, I have to like detangle in the shower for 40 minutes, air dry it, then blow dry upside down with a diffuser for like 40 minutes. It's like, and, and cross my fingers that I don't have frizzy hair. God forbid there's too much buildup or something for some random reason because the water was too hard that day or too hot. A lot goes into appearance. For women, we, we're a lot higher maintenance overall. Just biologically speaking, we have a period. Like, that in itself is a lot of maintenance. Like, imagine you're having to change something several times a day for, like, a week. So, yeah. Basically, I think it's completely fair to want someone you're attracted to. That's not mm -hmm. unreasonable. And uh, men generally don't take care of their appearance as much as women. So that's probably why if the data were true, which we don't know if it is because it's not reliable at all. As I explained, we don't know even like what the pool of people was that they tested, how many people. Um, it's from 2009 before there's filters, before there's dating apps. Um, I had to ask a fucking robot to find it for me yeah. just, just to find this godforsaken study that everyone talks about. And it's like... How is this how is this turn into like women bad? Because they don't find men who don't take the effort to take care of themselves physically as much as women attractive, hypothetically. Hypothetically. I mean, it's true there are a lot of ugly guys, but like hypothetically. I think that would be fair. If men took better care of their appearance. Hold on, hold on, hold on before. Some fucking chum says no, it's not appearance that makes men top 20%. It is money and status. And at that point, the gal's just going to use you for your money, man. Like, honestly, if now that I think about it, I think appearance is a little bit slightly important than money and status. Because at that point, let's say you meet a gal, right? Finds you so attractive that is willing to give you money. 
just to talk to her. I mean, you already take care of that part. But I think also to get to appearance, to get a better appearance, you have to, again, get it in your head, like fix your head because otherwise you can't accomplish the other aspects of your life. Maybe more women will find them attractive, like learning their colors, learning what hairstyle looks good on them, working out, things like that. And then we know the other attractive factors too, our personality and yeah. um, some women are, I mean, for every, honestly, for everyone, having more money is a plus. So there's plenty of factors for what make women attracted to men. So I'm going to stop it right there. Um, another thing I like to add too, because again, this dating statistic was from 2019, at least the article that mentioned it, it was published in 2019. 10 years after it was originally published by OkCupid. So this is where I'm going to give a little bit of an insight. Why to this day, and even though they may say offensive stuff here and there, I still go back and listen to these two guys. Patrice O'Neill and Tom Likas. And it's not just necessarily to push the boundaries of the Bromar show to be a little more savage here, you know? (laughs) But mostly just due to the fact that those two got to experience something that a lot of people in the manosphere don't really talk about. Well, some talk about it, but with Tom Likas and Patrice O'Neill, they actually show you, like, in real time, the cultural transition that was happening back then. And it wasn't just from technology, because around that time that Tom Likas and Patrice O'Neill had their shows going on, technology was pretty separated. And what I mean by that is you had devices that were strictly for MP3s and music. You had devices that were strictly for phone calls and text messages. You had devices that were just strictly for browsing the internet and storing data. And then 10 years later, roughly 2010, 2013, people get to experience the iPhone. Actually, I would say even earlier than that, 2008 is when people started experiencing the iPhone where they want to compile all those devices into one. And then that's the big technological slash digital shift that happened. And another thing to add too, around 2008, I would say that's when we first just started to experience like the woke mob and the cancel culture, all this mess. It's really funny because I actually got to experience that in real time too. Like I actually saw it happen when I was in high school. And... Those of you who went to high school with me, you know exactly what I'm talking about. (laughs) There was this gal on Twitter that posted something about, oh, we have Martin Luther King Day off, but we still have to go to school on Columbus Day. Like, what's that all about? That's what I remember the tweet was about. And people were not happy that she made that tweet. And rightfully so, because, I mean, low-key, it did seem kind of racist. I ain't gonna lie. (laughs) That seemed pretty colonistic imperialistic and also racist i don't know what other terminology we can use but at the end of the day people got mad that she posted that and i would say that is the beginning for me of cancel culture like i actually got to see cancel culture in person in real time at a school it fucking happened (laughs) so that's when cancel culture the woke mob just started well, it probably started before that, but you actually got to see it now. And Tom Likas and Patrice O'Neill, those two got to experience it in real time and got to document it and record it on their show. And 
a lot of these content creators, well, they'll talk about when it started, but they don't have any like clips or audio files of them being in time, in person, experiencing that cultural shift. And that's why to this day, I still listen to those two because they were one of the few or two of the few that got to experience that cultural shift. And you can just tell like about the experiences they're talking about and then what happened to them that day. Like their tone, you can just tell that they are definitely in like a transition period of culture. So uh, that's all I wanted to talk about. And honestly, I'm going to take a break in talking about this whole Britney Venti versus Pearly things because otherwise it's going to be like the entire season six of the Bromar show. I'm going to try and find something different to talk about for sure. We'll definitely keep talking about this space, but we're going to give it a break in the meantime because I think there's still information coming out. And another thing too, we are in an election cycle. So of course, a lot of this will be coming a little more mainstream and your boy's going to keep up to date in regards to that and how it's going to affect the election cycle. And actually really funny. I recently heard that from uh, the main guy, Rolo. Talk about it. Like why now this is becoming mainstream and a lot of people are like not claiming it and etc because there's like an election cycle coming up so um that's gonna do it for me thanks again for listening and again follow the bromar show on spotify and go ahead and share so we can get the ambassador program and don't forget to follow the bromar show on other platforms such as apple podcasts google play and follow the bromar show on social media instagram and tiktok at the bromar show and follow the art page at slushy art on instagram and that's gonna do it for me so thanks again and until the next one